This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Hope everybody's having a good day on this Thursday, September 29th. We're rolling because... Let's see, Memphis Tigers basketball, Grizzlies basketball practices are fully underway. We'll get our first look at the Tigers, I suppose as media, on Friday as part of the Rebounders event. Mm. Then there's an open practice for the public when it comes to Grizzlies. I believe that is next Sunday. That's right. Right? So opportunities early to see the Grizzlies, opportunities early to see the Tigers. Grizzlies' first preseason game on Saturday. How crazy is that? It's upon us, Brad. Whether you're ready for it or not, whether you're still locked in the football or not, not ready to turn the page, uh, the page is turning, so you better be ready for basketball season. Pac-12 is about to get poached, looks like to me. It's in danger. There's stories all over. Uh, Pick your favorite website, cbssports.com, about how the Pac-12 is in danger of maybe collapse. We shall see. We'll get all into that. You know how I feel about conference realignment and expansion. It just excites yeah. the heck out of me. We'll talk about what it means for Memphis. Aaron Judge finally hits home run number 61. He's tied the AL record. All right. <laughs> That's right. Um, and finally, we've got Thursday Night Football tonight, which was a slick good one. Ah! Yes, a slick good one because you got the defending AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals, hosting a 3-0 Dolphins team. Do we know officially Tua's status right now? Still questionable, I believe. Yeah, I believe he's in. All right. Yeah. In with the back. Tua going to fight through it. We'll see if the uh, Dolphins can fight through and remain one of the two undefeated. Yes, they are uh, three-and-a-half-point underdogs on Le Road. Not many believe. Not many believe. Everybody on Get Up had the Bengals. Everybody. Yes. Uh, I, I, do I think Miami could, could cover? I think they could cover. I think it's a lot to ask them to win, given... Uh, short week, heat down in Miami, um, lots of snaps for that defense that they played against Josh Allen, emotional victory, right, going from playing the Bills to the sort of uh, listless Bengals. Uh, so I, I could see a lot of psychological factors uh, that come in play for a letdown. Um, I, I like first-half Bengals better than I do full game, I would say that, and I think the, the numbers reflect that. The Bengals are a three-and-a-half-point favorite for the game, they are a three-point favorite in the first half. It's a big number when you're only when you're only laying three and a half mm-hmm. to be laying essentially the same number in the first half. I think speaks to you know what uh, what what Vegas believes is going to happen in this game too. So uh, anyway, yes, we will uh, talk about that today here on the show. Uh, certainly better than last week on paper when we had the toilet bowl against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So. 
looking forward to tonight. Two quarterbacks, exciting matchup. They could actually throw the ball 15 yards down the field. So that will be a welcome change. Very good receiving tandems as well. Yes, indeed. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, today on the show, Drew Hill from the Daily Memphian covers the Memphis Grizzlies is going to join us. He has been down slash is down at FedEx Forum for uh, the upgrades tour. There have been some upgrades, uh, uh, apparently, to your viewing experience. Yeah. New bar, sounds like. Uh, inside uh, FedEx Forum. So we will get the uh, we will get the lowdown from Drew at 11.25. Looking forward to that. Uh, then at 1.25, y'all know what this is. Jermaine Dupree of 92.9, Jeff Calkins, is going to join us. Do you kind of agree with that, the Jermaine Dupree of 92.9? I mean, he did put a lot of us in our spots here, right? Jeff more like Hove. Oh, yeah? Precious that you would. A little higher up the chart than, although I love me some Jermaine Dupree. I think Jeff's a little higher up. I think you got to give him Hove status. Yeah. He's a mogul. Don't do that. Well, some. I mean, my kingdom for Jermaine Dupree. You know what I'm saying? Jermaine certainly doesn't get the respect he deserves. Yeah, I mean, he got he, he ran Atlanta there for a he while. Had, he had Atlanta music, Sierra. everything coming out of Atlanta. He found Sierra, I think, right? The, the brat. The brat. Yes. I mean, I'm sure he had something to do with like Young Jock and Jeezy and all them folks. Mm, Jermaine Dupree, very underrated. Very underrated, but he will not. I'm glad you spoke his name today. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm it's sure he appreciates that too. He's cultural like, what they, significance. What the hell they, they talking about me in Memphis again for? I think Jermaine Dupree is a cultural touchstone up. in hip hop, right? Uh, Absolutely. That does not, uh, as you mentioned, get the uh, get the love that he deserves for that like uh, not the mainstream love, yeah. Mid two thousands era hip hop, right? No, certainly so. And I saw our man Justin Tinsley, and I thought it was, we didn't talk about it yesterday, but I thought it was definitely true. He was sort of just randomly musing late at night. He said that that run that Lil Wayne had Criss-cross. from oh four to oh nine was unlike anything hip hop has ever seen. Oh yeah. And you just had to be there. And I I very rarely related to a tweet more than that one. Because uh, there was no doubt, dude, between dedication mixtapes and the Carter and every feature that dude was on, bro, mm-hmm. Lil Wayne really was on top of the game for a good five years until the codeine got to him. Hard to stay on top. You're going to blame it all on the codeine. I'm going to blame a lot of it on that. Yeah. Well, some of it. Some of it had to be. I feel like this was. His, his lyrics changed. I feel like a Millie in this era was like the last of, Ooh, of it. That thing still hits. Yeah. I want to say this was like on on the Carter, right? Carter three, maybe, and then uh, and then uh, you know, then the then the sort of downslide. But now he's kind of found his way back up a little bit. It's been a bit of a roller coaster, and this was from his uh, mixtape with uh, with Baby, right? With Birdman. So yeah, this was uh, this was all, this was when Wayne was reigning for sure. But this is not. Uh, hey, you've gotten way off here. Chronological history of mid-2000s hip-hop, as much as I would like it to be. This was about Jeff Calkins coming on 125. Yeah, that was about Jeff Calkins coming on at one. <laughs> See what happened there? Yeah. Woo! That man went, drove way off the road like Tiger Woods. Yeah, but I thought I like it, was, it, was all, it was all sort of, it was all interwoven. Well, I like in when it's way. organic like that. You know what I mean? It just kind of got me, you know, reflecting on just what, sort of wh- where we were and where we're going, right, in the, in, right. the, in the hip-hop game and on this radio station, right? I think there's a lot of change. Uh, in the wind, you never know, right? Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you need to tell us? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Nothing's happened. I'm I didn't think kidding. anything was switching. Nothing's switching, as far as I know. God willing, right? Who knows? Um, but as far as uh, the wind and change, 
Um, University of Memphis basketball program is starting anew. They kicked off practice yesterday. That's really well done. Uh, inside, I've had better, uh, inside yeah, the Lori the Walton pivot. facility. And uh, they, they also set their pro day which is going to be held <clears throat> on October the 6th. Now, last year, we got to go, as in the media. The last year, media I got to go. I can't remember how it worked. What, was that not part of the Rebounders event? Media can still go. They'll go Friday as part of the Rebounders event. Oh, maybe was that the was. media look-in part maybe of that Pro Day? See, it all runs together a little no, bit you're right. on this preseason stuff. Usually we're in there. Media gets its look same time as the rebounders event. That event no, that is was on not, Friday. No, that was not rebounders specifically because remember there were NBA teams uh-huh. that were sitting on the. So side. it was part of pro it, day. Yeah. The media look in was part of pro yes. day last year. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And this year is 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 a little different. From my gap, from my understanding. Yeah. So media will be in there have their look when the rebounders do on Friday. Right. Which is just a you know glorified sort of you know. Yeah, I think it's at the end of practice. They just it. throw the ball up and you know. Re- rebounds will get a better look. Yes, for sure. Um, All eyes, I'm sure, will be on Kendrick Davis. But look, it's and the it's, newcomers. It's you know we, we we love having football. We love having NFL. We love having college football. Tigers have a big game this weekend against Temple. Oh, we in the middle of it now, John. Um, everything where you want to eat at. I asked I asked Sam. I said, you know, is it, it can Riley make it? She said she cannot. So it is not the right time. Mm. It is not the right time for we'll the first you. appearance. That's okay. We'll be we'll we'll let you know when it is. Um, That's going to be an important day, you know, because I, I just don't want to, you know, and, and if you got a young one, you get this, but just to load up the kid and you know get everything together and the diaper bag and the bottles and all the stuff, and then only to leave after thirty five minutes is that just does not sound very appealing to me on a Saturday morning. So we will pick our spot uh, later. It's right? understandable in, with child in, in, in the calendar. Um, so we're excited to have football back, but. This weekend, we have Grizzlies preseason right here on 929 FM ESPN. Grizzlies are practicing. Tigers are practicing. We have the Tigers practicing uh, as as we speak. So um, I I thought it would be a good good sort of time to to maybe have a little bit of a preseason primer here on, especially the Tigers here, because I think everybody kind of knows the score on the Memphis Grizzlies, right? John Morant is a superstar. He's a first-team All-NBA guy. Jaron Jackson Jr., is uh, you know hopefully going to be back sooner rather than later, but I think there are a lot of people out there that don't really know what to s- expect from the University of Memphis. Will they be good? Will they be uh, better than last year potentially? Will they be a middle of the pack team in the league? What what will this look like? So um, I, I guess that was a, it's a good place to start. Um, I will say I think this team has a better has, has a chance to be better than last year. Despite not having the pro potential on this team, right? Like, who who are the potential pros? I mean, that's the there's probably you know Ko maybe right. He was a second round type guy uh, in this particular draft season. Like he was weighing that. You know, could somebody have taken a flyer on him late in the second? I don't know. Right? Just on potential, probably not. But that feels like sort of where I he think may you, go. You have some guys that could be John. Yeah. Um, Rather than can't miss guys. D- don't know about Keontae That's Kennedy. Don't know about, you know, I mean, anybody can, right? Lester Kenyonis is a quote-unquote NBA guy, right? So you can, there's more than one way to make the league. You can be a two-way guy. You can, you know, um, but in terms of just, you know, last year, the pro day was all about Jalen Dern and Amani Bates, right? It was about showcasing those guys, highlighting them. Um, and I recall Imani did not have a good one, right? Imani, they were talking about his his arms. Right, the it, measurements did not his, come his, out. Yeah. It wasn't just that; it was the it was yeah. the vertical and other yeah. other you know 
things that were alarming in terms of yeah, you know, the vertical was less than thirty inches. If, right. I, if I remember correctly, yeah, no, it wasn't. It was yeah. not very. Uh, uh, so uh, it was a bad day for Imani. I remember that. It was it was eye opening in in the wrong ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so in terms of this year, you have less sheer pro potential. No two ways about it. But I think you have a. You have is this the oldest roster Penny's ever had? I'm assuming it is, right, by far. I mean, you talk about Elijah McCadden. Without a doubt. Yeah, so it's the oldest roster Penny has ever had. Everybody on the team is 25 or 28. be one of the oldest teams. We don't have the numbers yet, I don't think, but it'll yeah. be one of the oldest teams in college basketball. This yeah, year. absolutely. It's like a European team, like a, a Olympiacos. You know what I'm saying? Like That's the average age. Um, so you've got that going for you. And, again, as we've as we've said a million different times, uh, you have stability at the point guard position. You know, you've got a guy who's a player of the year who was the number one ranked transfer portal uh, player, you know, and he plays the position that you have never been able to figure out. I mean, remember, how many years have we gone in to the University of Memphis' basketball season and been able to say, this is the point guard? Never. Never. I mean, Jeremiah Martin ended up being a stopgap. But he was really more of a scorer, right? I mean, he wasn't necessarily the guy that was getting into the offense. He was just scoring everything, and that's, that's he was the, a phenomenon. Quite yeah, he was, he, he was he a was revelation. A, he was amazing. Last year. He was yeah. amazing. But Alo, you've never had confidence with Alo going into the year in 2020 in the COVID year. It was boogie Alo. Question marks abound. You know, last year you're asking Amani Bates to play a position that he's never played full time, and Correct. it went uh, as you might expect. Uh, so this is the first year ever under Penny Hardaway where you are entering a season absolutely knowing who your point guard is going to be, who is going to engineer the offense. And I and I don't think that's a, it's a controversial thing to think. I don't think I'm some kind of trailblazer or pioneer here, but I think it can make a material difference in the way that the team looks, in the way that the team starts the season, how they handle late-game situations, uh, their organization. All of that, all that stuff that when Memphis basketball loses a game, typically that's the stuff we're talking about. Um, East Carolina, et cetera, you know, ideally you avoid those situations because you've got a guy on the floor who knows how it's supposed to be done, who has done it for four years and has that experience. So I, I, I actually do. I think because of that, because you could potentially start the season, you know, less disastrously, disastrously than a year ago, I think you have a chance to be better overall than last year's team. Can they be better and still not be a higher seed in the tournament? Because I think you're still looking at a, right, you're still looking at a second. I think you'd be disappointed with anything less than second, quite mm-hmm. frankly, place team in the AAC. Can you approve upon a number nine seed with What's going to be, you just laid out. I don't need to go into any more to Kendrick Davis. You just laid everything out. But with a team that's yeah. still looking to build chemistry early, can you improve on a nine seed in this yeah. league with very few marquee opportunities in league, right? You get the two against Houston. Yep. Better be ready to run this non-conference schedule if you're going to improve on that nine, right? It's the only way, yep. isn't it, John? Well, so, so, again, putting the focus on the beginning. Yep. Here, the start of the season, the non-conference schedule, because John, even if if you're better than you were last year, still, if you if you have a non-conference season like you've had the last couple of years, you, you, probably best you can do is that eight-nine spot. That's got to be the difference. 
I, that has to be the difference in well, terms of if you say this team's going to be better, well, better we're talking can you be a higher seed than a nine. Right. What it's going to require is a much better – it's obvious, but the focus should be on what's this team going to do in the non-conference because yep. there's only so many opportunities you got in conference. We know what's got to be expected there. Yep. It's what you're going to do with this non-conference schedule that's set up great for you. You've got some marquee opportunities in there. Yep. Um, can you sort of shake off those early season? We don't have the chemistries. Kendrick will help with that. You know who your point guard is. But can you go through a, a non-conference season and get pick up nine, ten wins? Right. Right. That's how you improve on a nine that, that, seed. The path is, exists, right? To be better than a nine seed, the if path you miss, exists. If you miss, you're not going to make it back up in conference. Yeah, That's the that, point. Definitely true. Definitely you true. only get the two opportunities, really. Um, but look, I mean, Memphis did practically nothing in their non-conference last season and still was able to get the nine. I was just looking they, at they, they started five and zero and then lost the next four. Yeah. Yeah, Iowa State, Georgia, Mississippi, Murray State. We know the we know the scoop, but um, I guess for a while there we were telling ourselves, "Well, they're doing it." Yeah, you know. Well, well and, and, the, and the sweep of Houston is ended why up they right ended back up being a nine. They're, you know, they're Correct. Like, you're not going to sweep Houston again. Um, you know, I'm saying you don't want to dig that hole right. again, John. But if you if you can manage to me, like you have however many SEC teams you have, five or five, six. I think it is. Okay, so five. So if you can find a way to go three and two against the SEC, right? If you can beat St. Louis on the road, and then you take one against Houston, then I absolutely think. Again, we don't know what the rest of the schedule will look like. Will they drop games they're supposed to win, et cetera? Probably. Um, I, I think you have a chance to crack a seven ten. You know, first round matchup as a seven. If you again, if you go three and two, got to go above five hundred against the SEC. Mm-hmm. You know, but 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 that Texas A and M game, it's here, right? That's huge. Uh, you, you get a home game against Correct. Houston, it's December seventeenth. Um, so uh, you know, again, a lot of the swing games are are in uh, inside. I mean, you know, Auburn is a neutral site. It's not technically in Auburn, so. You know, yes, I think they will absolutely have a path. Whether or not they uh, ultimately achieve it is is we'll we'll play the games and we'll find out. But and I know I say this every year, it does feel like a broken record. Like I always feel like Memphis is going to have a a good year. You know, but they did make the tournament last year, right? They 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 figured it out. They, well, you know, went out and got the number one guy in the transfer portal. Lost it. Like it, there's a chance to improve here, yes. But there are questions. Yes, well, you've yes. answered point guard questions, yes. but there's still some out there. That, and, and yeah, there's that you answered the, the point shooting guard question. issue, the chemistry issue, obviously. Yeah, I think the biggest questions are. Shooting and interior play, right? I mean, you just don't know. Is is it going to be KO ultimately? And if it is KO, you know, is he going to be able to basically stay on the court? Is he going to be an offensive liability in a half court situation? Uh, you know, if if it's not if Malco, like how would Malco handle it defensively? Can he play starters minutes? He had a he had a he had an issue with that. You know, and, and when he got big time minutes for the most part last year. So I do think the big questions are because they're going to get zoned to death. They just are. Every mm-hmm. team they play is going to zone yeah. them out of the gym. Beat us with your shooting. Yeah, at least early on, that'll be the ticket. Um, and against Memphis, so it, it sort of does. It sort of does. But but again, this is the role Kendrick played last year, so he is going to be very familiar with what he needs to do um, to take over a game. You know, and he's got a better supporting cast. Who's a wild card? A wild card. Um, I, I would say Keontae Kennedy is probably the wild card, right? Because he's a guy who now you feel like you need even more from for sure, especially with Acot. You, can, I mean, you need him to be your second leading scorer for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I because I know what I'm getting from DeAndre Williams. I know I'm getting ten points a game because he's just gonna foul out, right? He's gonna he's gonna get, he's gonna pick up four fouls a game, so his 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 time on the floor is going to be 
uh, capped because of that. So can Keontae Kennedy improve upon that 13 points a game? Can he be 14, 15? Especially you know, given what it feels like is going to be a pretty big piece of the pie. Yeah, I mean, his usage is going to be high. Because, again, I know I'm going to get 17, 18 from Kendrick. Can I get – can there be a guy between 17 and 10 for me? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If it's Keontae consistently, that would be great. You know, if Elijah McCadden can improve on that 30-ish percent shooting from three um, and, and be a reliable corner sh- shooter. Because you are. You're losing Lester, who was a, as dependable as it gets. Landers Nolly. It's not just him. The other corner, too, with Nolly. You know, the other wing, too. Tyler Harris. guys that you knew could knock it down. Tyler yeah. would obviously do that as well. So you did That's lose a lot of shooting. No question. And you lost. I mean, even Amani was like, when he played, he was not a bad shooter, right? That's the one thing he actually did pretty well. So you're losing, you're losing some um, dependability in shooting, and you're losing a lot of dependability at the five spot, right? As much as I've heard about Ko, as much as I like him, we don't like you're you're asking him to to go from averaging four and four to being a a, a big time player in a better league, right? That is a that is a jump, that is a leap for him to take. So mm-hmm. you can't you can't necessarily uh, guarantee that that's going to to happen the way we want it to. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's an intriguing team for Penny Hardaway. Chandler Lawson could really help if he's healthy. Yeah. I mean, you need we, we He's almost the name that's forgotten he is. about. But in terms of you're, you're talking about on the interior, because, yeah. John, I, I know DeAndre's always said and is, and you can see it on the floor, is more comfortable at the four. But this team showed, too, a couple of years ago, when it, when it, when it went small and put DeAndre at the five, it could be successful. And that's my point. Is even if KO didn't work out and you had to shift DeAndre over, whether it's Chandler or somebody else, you know, being able to come in, pick up some, value, some, some, some minutes, not just a guy who's just out there, but contributing as well. If you get a healthy Chandler Lawson, I just think, in terms of your interior questions, I think it helps out a lot. Yeah, you know, he, the, the, Chandler Lawson, you look up, he's done a lot of things for you. Again, not a name you're going to go into the season saying, oh, well, this could be the guy from Memphis that puts him over the top. Yeah. But a guy who could be very valuable because he knows Penny's offense and defense so well. And if he can stay healthy, Johnny can contribute in a bunch of different spots. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. And so I hope he's healthy. It sets up, a, it sets up an intriguing uh, year once again for Memphis basketball. Great schedule, great opportunities. Um, and and you're just trying to get back to the tournament, and you're trying to build on what you did last year at the end of the season. So practice is underway. Pro Day is coming up next week. It is all happening. Preseason basketball for the Memphis Grizzlies right here on 92.9 this week. And you kidding me? Basketball is back. Yeah, man. Whew, I'm ready. All right, we'll come back. Drew Hill's going to join us. We'll talk to him about the Grizz, about FedEx Forum, what he saw, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. NFL Week 4 is here. You can start it off right with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or if you've already got an account, you'll get free bets back. If your Thursday night same-game parlay doesn't hit, NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Can uh, bet a little. Uh, win a nice little tank of gas. That's what I like to do. Joe Mixon going to go over on the rushing yards. What about Jalen Waddle on receiving yards? Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you and FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. I promise you they make it easy for you. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL on Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. Just sign up with the promo code JSmith if you don't already have an account. If you have FanDuel, you're all set. Just sign in to see what you've got. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and of 92.9 FM 
ESPN must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Three plus legs, minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued is non withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $5. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fan.com. Gambling problem call Tennessee. Redline 1 800 889 9789. I'm Chelsea Messenger helping you beat the books with BeckQL. Two top pitchers take the mound in LA tonight with Zach Allen of Arizona facing off against Julio Urias of the Dodgers. The Diamondbacks have won two straight over the 100 win Dodgers, but LA. LA has only dropped three straight games one time since June. The Dodgers have dominated the series with Arizona the last two seasons, going 29-8 and eight against them. The Dodgers' money line is today's BetQL five-star play of the day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't come hanging around my door. Drew Hill covers the Memphis Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. <laughs> Down there at FedEx Forum as we speak, getting the tour of the new look forum. Drew Hilsky, what it do, man? What's up? I'm here at this FedEx Forum uh, tour. I'm getting uh, live updates on the upgrades here at the forum. Haven't seen them all yet, about mm-hmm. halfway through. I know everybody's interested in, in what's going in in the terrace level, but uh, some new old Dominic stuff. Uh, the old Winbet Lounge is Caesar's sportsbook lounge now um so all kinds of things there's like a weekend hang suite down here for the courtside season ticket holders got lots of stuff going on at are, the moment are those the uh, are those the big sort of uh i've seen you uh tweet some pictures out are those sort of the main uh changes to the amenities at the forum this year change of the the the, the lounge name and and uh you know some new like are those the main things this year yeah, I would say that those are like 
the biggest things. Like, the, the stuff to me that's, like, kind of cool is you've got, well, obviously in the terrace level, you've got the, a, a bar coming in. Uh, I like the fact that they've changed a lot of the concessions to be grab-and-go stuff now. So you're not going to be waiting in as long a lines for beer and whatnot. Uh, you'll be able to just, you know, grab a beer out of the thing, get in the line where people are checking people out, but it'll be faster because the concession workers won't have to go grab the stuff for you. You can just get it yourself. Um, and there's, if you are a soda drinker and not a beer drinker at the uh, at FedEx Forum, you can now um, refill yourself. There are refill machines all over the concourse. So some cool stuff going in for sure. Drew, what you think for this team? I've sort of been asking in the sense this preseason of you think top four in the West, if everything goes right, Jaron Jackson gets back early enough, or are you thinking more along that five to eight range in terms of where they might be uh, when the regular season is done? I hope you're right. I hope it's top four. I think it is going to be a little bit tougher than maybe people expect because, I mean, you never know what's going to happen injury-wise in the conference, but assuming everybody is healthy, you have to think – that the, the Nuggets are better, the Clippers are better, um, the Pelicans are better. The only team that really got worse in the West is the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. That matters. That matters. You know, obviously the Spurs got worse and whatnot, but they don't really matter. The teams that matter to the Grizzlies, uh, the Jazz are the only team that took a step backwards. So you've got a lot of teams expected to, to take a step up. I mean, I'm interested to see if the Lakers will be competent or not. I don't know if I believe that quite yet. Sure. But we'll see. They'll have a chance to prove it. Um, I, I, I think Memphis is still talented enough to be a playoff team, to not have to worry about the play-in. Um, but I think a lot of it's actually just going to be out of their control. How do other teams play over the course of the season? Are we going to have a juggernaut team in the West, or is everyone going to beat up on each other enough that, you know, that, that they end up pretty safe? But um, I could see them in that in that four to six range, and I don't even feel like that would be a step backwards for Memphis. It's just yep. a credit to the conference for getting better. I'm with you. Uh, you wrote today uh, about or, or yesterday about John Morant and uh, you know the the seemingly ending, never ending stream of of criticism that he gets uh, when it comes to just the way he lives his life on social media and how public he is. You know, about pretty much everything, right? I think about the tequila shots on the plane on the way to the All-Star game, right? This is uh, this is just seems to be a, a, a part of who John Morant is. When do you think that conversation ends? Does it ever end about, you know, the, the obsession we have over a 24-year-old, 100 multimillionaire, you know, having a good time on social media? Uh, I don't think that it ends until that kind of stops. But at the same time, to me, if I, if I were somebody on the outside looking in at the situation, the fact that the Grizzlies don't seem to be too worried about it suggests that it will all be okay. I mean, Ja basically just dismissed it and said, "Yeah, I party, and I'm young, and I'm part, and I party, and my job because I make money allows me to go party. It allows me to have cool experiences and do those sorts of things." Um, but I don't party to the point where I can't wake up and be in the gym the next day. Mm-hmm. When, it, when the partying becomes too much to where I can't wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and be in the gym at 6 working out um, and getting the practice time in, then that's when it becomes a problem. So um, I think all in all, Ja is, 
Of course, he hears that criticism, but he he doesn't really seem to care about the opinions of other people. Well, and it's and it's not like I mean the the issue really because you know Jeff's been a whole uh, you know couple segments on it today, and Gary was talking about it yesterday. It's not like John Morant's the first NBA player that's ever partied or that's ever drank or that's ever, you know, had good times. It's just the fact that we now know about it because he's, you know, on social media. That's the that's the only difference between what John Morant is doing and what Allen Iverson was doing and what Michael Jordan was doing. We just – we see it now, and we didn't used to be able to see it. Yeah, at least he's not James Harden. Let's put it that way. Right. Uh, like, James Harden you know? showed up to training camp last year at 260 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, at least Ja is a professional still, right? He's very much a professional about it. I don't think Ja could weigh 260 pounds if he wanted to. You know? Like, he probably couldn't. Just, James yeah, Harden did, I'm, though. James Harden w- was 260. You know, and he was still, and he was still in the strip club blowing hundred fifty thousand dollars a night. You know, so it's like, you know, as long as you're taking care of your obligations professionally, who am I or who is anybody to question what you're doing outside of those responsibilities? There are three things here that I think matter. How do, uh, how does the organization feel about it? One, and the organization just gave him a max contract. So if it was that big of a deal, I don't think they'd be committing to him over you know, the next five years. So just gave him a max contract. That's one. Um, is it affecting his ability to get better? And he seems to think that it is not. And from what we've seen on the court, it's not. And the third is, like, what does teammates think of it? And maybe Danny Green is here to try to keep everybody in check. But uh, his teammates, a lot of them are the same age as him, and they go out and they do the same exact things as him. And, look, they finished second in the West last year. going to be hard to argue against any of that. Um, I personally just think it's, it's a matter of being 24 years old and having millions and millions of dollars to spend. I would be doing the same thing probably if I was in Josh. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, you'd be posting on uh, Sundays at, you know, Red Zone get-togethers, man. You know, we see what you be doing oh, yeah. on Instagram, all, all those, uh, you know, Heinekens or whatever the hell it is, those Zimas oh, you yeah. got. Oh, is it the Heinies? Heinekens. Heinekens. That's enough. I drink bourbon, which is probably more wow. dangerous than Heineken. Well, I'm gonna... uh, I go with bourbon on Sundays. So. Wow. Yeah, I'll wake up with the occasional Monday hurting a little bit, but Sunday is my fun day. Yeah, like, I, have, I, I have a problem with that. I have an issue. Sunday is Drew's fun day, John. Well, I, I have an issue with that. I have a problem with Drew Hill being on Instagram drinking bourbon all the time. You know, I just feel like what, you know. Drew, grown man. That's an issue. That, that for me, is an issue. Like, where's the professionalism, right? What's the difference between Drew Hill doing it and John Morant doing it? Well, John, we saw you walk out of uh, Nissan Stadium on Sunday. I don't think you were the most sober person in the world. Right? So, <laughs> he, looked, he looked a mess. But you, gotta, but you understand why I wasn't sober at least. Oh, yeah, that was a disaster. You, you owe Bennett a big <laughs> apology. You better – I mean, I hope this is a major lesson learned for you because, you know, like it's John not. Morant, you know, when he struggles and, and he has a bad game, he gets back in the gym and he works on it. Well, mm-hmm. maybe you need to work on your Titans hate a little bit. Because the Raiders, the Raiders are, 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 I mean, the Bears are horrible. Don't get me wrong. They're not that far. They've, they've it, won it, twice. It's really bad. They've won twice. I can't I can't even imagine something like that. Yeah, it's not even a, a possibility. Un- unattainable. That's an unattainable, you know, goblet mm-hmm. that I will never, ha- ever, ever have. Two wins? <laughs> 
Drew, I actually do have a Justin Fields question for you, but before we get to that, back to Grizzlies real fast. The guy I'm most fascinated probably to watch, aside from John Moran, obviously, and what happens next with him, is Dylan Brooks. Right? It, it feels like it's two things to me. you got Dylan Brooks in a high-stakes season. right? Contract expiring, you feel like inside he's probably, man, I'm going to show – not just the Grizzlies, but the whole NBA, what I got, right? Because I, you know, who knows what happens this year with this thing, whether I resign or go out on the open market. But you've also got, it seems like, this expectation that hopefully Dylan Brooks sort of falls into line this year, becomes more efficient. Maybe he's the number three scorer. So how do those two things sort of intersect for you in terms of the kind of season you're expecting from him? I think from what he said at Media Day, it is so hard, even for the biggest Dylan Brooks hater in Memphis. It is so hard to argue with what he said. It was the most self-aware, rational answer he could have given about, I know I need to be more uh, efficient. This is a contract year for me. If I'm able to do that, I'm going to end up getting paid what I deserve. There's a fine line here, though, because um, if he does play really well, and it is a contract year, the Griffins are going to be going into this trade deadline thinking, man, Dylan's in for a pretty big payday. You know, we still got to pay Desmond Bain. Uh, Are we going to have enough money to offer the guy uh, based on what his worth is? And Dylan could play so well, he could play himself off the team at the trade deadline if he plays that well. Um, Because they're not going to let that guy walk out the door for nothing if he's he's really valuable. Um, And then also, if he doesn't play well, there's also uh, a scenario where – the Grizzlies just choose to move on from him at the end of the year. Um, and then there's a, a probably a middle ground there where he does the things that, that they you know want him to do. He's willing to take a contract that they can offer him and also pay Desmond Bain. Um, so there's it's a very, very interesting situation there with Dylan. And there's like a fine line between how well he plays or how poorly he plays or you know what kind of Dylan we get. And that's really going to impact the future. So to me, yeah, like that's that's the guy I'm yep. watching this year. I, I want to know what he's what he's up to, what he's doing. I want to see if he actually can be efficient. You don't really see players just all of a sudden become a lot more efficient this late in their careers. So it's going to be a challenge for Dylan for sure. But can Taylor put him in situations and get his head in the right place to where, you know, some things you're just going to get from Dylan. But if he's making good decisions, not even about making all the shots, just if he's making good decisions, you got to feel good about where, where he is. I think it's easy to lose sight of how good Dylan is because last year went so badly, sure. <laughs> to be honest. Like, yep. he got hurt twice in the playoffs. He wasn't the same. Um, he had that game four where everybody blamed him for the loss. And so um, I think there's like – I don't want to say like a bad taste – in, in the mouth of Grizzlies fans because I think that, you know, overall they still do like Dylan. Um, but it just didn't go well last year, and so now he's, he's coming over uh, this year, and it feels like he's trying to prove himself again this late when we've already seen Dylan be pretty good. Yeah, I feel like, that, I feel like that game six was uh, performance art. I, I forgave him. I, with that game six, when it was just like it was, – I, was, I found myself just like – like this is hilarious what Dylan Brooks is doing, and like for a, for a half, you know what I'm saying? For a half, the first half, it was it was it was a beautiful thing. I know the ball went off his foot, and he gave up the layup there, and that you know totally turned the game. I get it, man, but that was like a Jeremiah Martin esque first half he put together there against South Florida, and I will forever appreciate him for that. We're talking to Drew Drewski Hill. 
here on the show down at FedEx Forum, uh, covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. You know, one guy that we haven't talked about but really feels like potentially a key, a, a, a guy who could maybe unlock the Grizzlies getting back to that spot, Zaire Williams. And, and like, like, what can he be? What should he be, you know, going into year two here for the Memphis Grizzlies? He's interesting, too, because of his position, right? You move on from Kyle, you move on from DeAnthony, and you're moving Conchar up in the rotation, which I kind of like, honestly. I think he'll be he'll surprise some people this year. I get some a sense from the organization that there's some confidence in him um, at the beginning of the season. But Zaire is essentially part of your depth now at two guard because you lost so much of it. Yeah. Um, because behind Bain, it, I guess it's Conchar, who's kind of a wing as well, and it, it's Zaire. And so I, it's, it would be totally unfair to expect a leap, the level of like a Desmond Bain or something like that. But if he shoots the ball from three the way he did towards the end of the season for the Grizzlies, that would be really encouraging. Um, and he's definitely going to play some serious minutes. And there's so much defensive potential to be unlocked there as well because he is so big. I mean, it looks like he grew uh, over the summer because when he came back, he's even. it feels like he's even taller than he was last year. Um, guy that just turned 21 years old. And so, yeah, I think he's a big piece for sure, and he's a big piece on, you know, your guard depth. And he's also, you know, 6'10", 6'11". So um, that that's a good guy to have. We'll see how much he improved and how much that summer league of handling the ball benefited him, but he's definitely going to play a big role. And I just would, I, I just would say you, you got to be careful setting the bar too high with him there. Santi going to swim or sink if he starts the year like it feels like it for for Jaron in that four spot. He's swimming. I, <laughs> All right. I if you listen to the if you listen to the Daily Memphian uh, Grizzlies podcast with Chris. This summer, this has been been my take. Uh, and I'm either going to sound real smart or real dumb here in the next couple of weeks. I like it. I like uh, you going out there. I like it. Yeah, but uh, but I just think that he's the best fit personally for sure. that role simply because of his size, right? Mm-hmm. The, the main thing you're losing with Jaron is the rim protection, and Santi is the tallest by far of all your options. So that, that for that reason alone, I think you you got to give him a chance. Also, that first summer league, it seems to stick in everybody's brain because he was bad. He didn't make any shots. But his shot is not that bad. He looked pretty good in summer league. He had a very good summer for the Grizzlies. He trained out in Spain with Zaire and with Dark, you know, Darko uh, Rajakovic, the assistant coach. They all went out to Spain together um, and trained for a couple weeks. And you hear a lot of really good things around Santi, a lot of confidence in him. Dylan Brooks said everybody's going to be surprised by the way he plays. Um, he, when he first went to that, that summer league, he was coming off of an injury. So he wasn't playing basketball very much, and he was, uh, uh, he was over in Spain. He didn't do the combine or any of that stuff. So guy really wasn't playing any organized basketball or on the court much at all. He gets over to summer league, and he plays poorly. It felt like a lot of people were ready to write him off right at the beginning. Um, but I, I think there's definitely reason to feel good about Santi going into the start of the season. Things have been trending in the right direction good. for him for months now. And so now he's just got to deliver it when he gets on the court. Could be an absolutely huge boost for him, absolutely, especially to start the year. All right, last thing on fields, I've been polling my fellow Bears fans on this one. Where, where are you at 
on Justin Fields. And do you think we're going to end up having to reserve judgment sort of like they had to do in Philly or with Tua in, in Miami where you got to go out and get him something first? You know, Josh Allen won anything until he gets Stephon Diggs. Where are you at your confidence level right now in, in Justin Fields? It's low. I'm going to be honest. I get it's pretty it. Pretty low. Yep. Um, thought we'd see I more. Think he, I think, yeah, I thought we would see more. Mm-hmm. I think part of the problem is, like, yeah, he has no weapons. But And I listen to a lot of Bears podcasts and stuff, so this isn't even technically my opinion. I'm just kind of take, pulling from what I hear. But uh, there's throws to be made there, and he's just not he's making, not making them. them. He's, like, too I'm hesitant. Mm-hmm. He's too hesitant. And then when he does uh, try to go for the big play, he's already waited too long, and he's throwing interceptions. And I'm just starting to lose some faith. I, I think he's a good athlete. I think there's still a chance there. Maybe if he moves on and go, goes somewhere else, he ends up being really good, and, and the Bears are kicking themselves. But, um, you know, I – I think I might be ready to move on if this season goes as bad as it looks like it's going to go. It's a miracle that they beat the Texans. They had no business beating the Texans the way that he played. The defense just totally saved them. I almost would rather them just lost. But, but uh, I, I don't worry, you will. You will. You'll have plenty yeah. of time for lo- for losing this year. Yeah, we're going to stack some yeah. up. They're coming. They're coming. Other thing about it, he's, he wasn't this front office's pick too, Drew. So, you know, they might be ready to move on. Just like, you know, it feels like some of us are getting to be now. You know what I mean? At some point. Yeah. Yep. It's unfortunate, but eventually they'll find their quarterback. I don't know if it'll and be I was in hoping our this lifetime, was him. I was hoping this but, was yeah. him. All right, man. Get out of here. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Yep. See you guys. Have yep. a good one. Enjoy it. He is Drew Hill. Covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian down there at the uh, at the forum where they're just, you know, they're adding, bro, right? They're adding. They got the terrace now, and uh, Giannato is down there too, and he says that the Grizzlies – view it as a cover charge concept. You pay to get into the building, and then you experience the game in a social space. See, that is smart because they're, they're trying to you can't see nothing from that joint. They're trying to get you up right? there. You can't. You're, they're trying to get your age group up there to the party. Trying to get to the – you're basically getting in the club a with yeah. 12, right? But you can't see 12, so you got to just – You can see them all over the TVs up there. Exactly. That's you're going to be having a good time dancing no, I mean, I, and, and – Drinking your high noon. That's exactly right. There is something to be said for that, right? Just being the energy to be amongst your peers, right? To be, you know, it is fun. It is fun. I am a basketball I'm, fan first, though, so I want to be able to, like, see what's going on. My guess is I'm sure they found that it's a successful formula elsewhere. Uh, elsewhere. Right. And what are you going to do? you got to make it better right Oh, there. no. no. I mean, you got to try to do something. you got to shake it up. So I'm sure they've seen that with, the, uh, with some young folks. You know, we'll get them gathering up there. It's, that's, that's the plan. We'll see. Again, doesn't sound like you'll be up there. Well, no. I mean, I'm, I, I'm you know. You got to go check it out. I'm a snob. I'm a snob. You know that. I'm a snob when it comes to, to where I sit in the, in, the, in the forum, bro. It's part of it. You know, once you, I, 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 you know, again, all due respect. I've sat on the floor for Tigers games what and, you, and Grizzlies games. What do you call the things? Give and goes? The, the, the yeah. stop and go? Grab now, and go sections. Now, now, now that is very useful so for good. a guy it's who's so carrying good. around an eight or nine-year-old. It is. Or even if you're just because trying I'm to get tell- it, you know. I'm t- because I'm telling you that I-, I can satisfy him in that line just getting something quick, and it's better rather than standing in a line waiting where he gets all squirmy and then I'm starting to not to enjoy myself. It j- When you can stop and do that, those things are helpful to me. As a father, and I'm sure many mothers those, who are yeah. carrying their kids through there, just ho- trying to keep them close, don't want to wait a couple, you know, uh, you know, 15 minutes in a right. line. Right. I- I've just found those things to be very useful. Because I will tell you, dude, some of those lines move slow 
I mean, uh, well, it depends on if she, it depends on if they're up there having a good day or not. Because well, sometimes you'll get some of those. There, there's one and they're not having a good day. There, there's one line that I will go to, and sweetest lady in the world, right? Super sweet lady, but she just wants to have conversations with every customer, right? And it's like long, drawn out. Well, that's the. Uh, and I'm like, okay, you know, you let's can just move go to another right line along. if you don't like her conversation. Well, she just try. She's just trying to we, okay make the experience better. Man. Okay, we can do a little bit Hi, of talking. How are you? Good to see you. What can I have? What 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 can I what can I get you today? You know, not like, oh man, what's going on, man? How about Penny Hardaway? Like, no, she bro, didn't like, ask we... you about Penny, fool. I'm not me, but like, it should not take 25 minutes if you're fourth in line. That's all I'm man, saying. You will find something to complain about. I just want to move the line, bro. I'm all about efficiency. You said Mary taking too long up there. She, she want to have conversation too much. People know who I'm talking about. Again, no, it's not in a disrespectful way. It's just like, you know, yo, like, I'm trying to get to the seat. Man, I'll never get one brother up there. I wish I knew his name. Told me what I was in that line one time. He said, "Man, you got to get off them black and miles." I'll never forget it because he was—he's like, "I was on him. They killed my chest, Jason. You got to get off of my." Hear you talking about those getting off those blacks. You got to do it for. And I, I, how much I appreciated that. Absolutely. And that was more than just getting my coke, John. So I—I—I I, I, I take offense at you talking about Mary trying to have a conversation. She knows those people. They come to her line. Well, that's this is the good thing. I don't have to go that damn line no more. I can just if you have more give and goes around the around the uh, arena, you know, she can have her conversation. She can yuck it up. I'm going to get my, you know, Michelob Ultra or whatever it is and I'm going to get my ass Cuz here's the thing. I'm 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 the guy that doesn't like to miss any game action. You know, some people don't care when they show up to the well, game. I, I said that too. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way on that. I want to watch it. I but don't want to you don't like, have to hate on the lady who's, you know, willing to have a little no bit hate. more spend a little bit more Just time. Just constructive criticism, you know what I'm saying? Man, get a layoff, Mary. Have the have the conversations, you know, at halftime or something. Not like right before the game, people trying to get to the seat regardless. That's a that's a problem. The Grizzlies have found a solution. And that's the beauty of it. How were the Titans lines, by the way? Uh, Did you wait in any? Uh, no, it was cool because everything is cashless. And uh, even the vendors who would have, like, the buckets around their neck with the beers, you know, they would kind of find you if you were waiting, you know, in, like, a you know line or whatever. And they'd come up and be like, hey, you know, hey, here you go. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.